I mean, I literally have an internet boyfriend at the moment. But big, How's it feel? I know. It's, I mean, I wouldn't personally sign up for it, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do, really. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Versatility with me, David Lister. Um, I'm doing this episode by myself today, unfortunately. I don't have my partner in crime, Daniel Maceda. But with that being said, let's get straight into introducing my special guest. We work together. We work in the same practice and she's currently working on and off, um, helping out reception. Um, just getting a bit of money on the side. Yeah, around uni, things like that. I I enjoy it, you know. Not a lot of people say to me, "Why do you choose to have this job?" Like it's especially like during the pandemic. It's yeah. like, "Why do you work at a GP practice?" I actually quite enjoy it. I mean, when I was younger, I used to work in hospitality. I used to like run around on my feet being a waitress, whereas I'm literally sat down picking up the phone. Standard. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't really complain. You can't really complain. It's a 10 minute walk from my house. Easy money. Yeah, I, I think it's enjoyable. Like, every day is different. But anyway, welcome Georgia. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I know. I've, I've wanted to have you for a really long time. I told you about this idea, so. Uh, I know, it's when you first asked me and I was like, oh my God, he's going to ask me. <gasps> like, what's he going to ask me? What's he going to ask <laughs> what's me? What's the big news? Yeah, and then um, I told her I had a, quite a few ideas and... Um, I told her that I plan to have in one of the episodes and she says, oh my God, yes. I have to do this. I <laughs> I'm going to make you famous, you know that. <laughs> I mean, we literally <laughs> chat so much shit for hours and hours. Shit. That, I rem- that same day when I told her about the idea that I had, I think we must have spoken. And I'm not even afraid of saying it. It was during work time. It actually, not. Joke, no, yeah. I actually, I finished. You finished, I had it. You had I was it. You still st- sat there. You still had an hour, <laughs> and a, an hour and a half to go and we just literally talked for an hour, hour and a half, easy. It just comes quite naturally though. Like we just kind of like, yeah. like jabber on. It's just nonsense. So when you asked me, I kind of thought it does make sense because yeah. we just talk for so long and we go from like one thing to the next and we're like how did that even just happen uh, yeah i don't know like before this ep- episode even started we literally spoke for 30 minutes straight and About- i'm like we could have recorded this <laughs> oh, no, i know i honestly this whole time i thought you were recording i felt so calm and collected and then you're like oh yeah so i need to start now and i'm like Right, so now we need to talk about that all over again. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. no, we talked about some interesting things that we may, maybe, maybe we might cover it again. Possibly. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, how's life? How is life treating you? Good. I'm getting a bit bored of doing the same thing every day. Really? Yeah. I'm, but you feel I like feel... it brings you a bit of like structure. Okay, in so your you know life. what's interesting? Obviously, I'm a uni student, so all of my friends have got nothing going on, and they're very jealous of me having a job and being very busy yeah. and I get a lot of messages from my friends like you're I'm so envious of the fact that you wake up at set time you have a set routine because at the moment a lot of my friends feel like they don't have a purpose because I think going from uni to then living with your parents like you're used to living with your friends and then you go yeah, back yeah. home living with your parents I think that for some people is really really difficult I'm quite lucky that my home life I love being at home but I know for a lot of my friends, they've really struggled with that. Um, so a lot of them have actually gone back to uni now to go live until August. When you the were in your final year. 
final ne- uh, next year. Next year. Next year. So I'm actually also really lucky that I haven't finished this year because I'd feel gutted if my uni got cut short. Like imagine yeah. you've been writing your dissertation, then all of a sudden you, you've been sent home and you're writing your dissertation at home in lockdown with like none of your tutors yeah. at hand. You can't go and see your friends and kind of like this chapter just closes and you just didn't even sign up for it to even stop. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably quite difficult for a lot of third years. I mean, I took a gap year, so I should actually be in third year. Yeah. A lot of my friends have graduated this year and I know a lot of them have really struggled with the concept of, oh my God, uni's just finished. And I didn't get to ever, they haven't even got a graduation. But you had exams. Had exams. Which oh was God. so different. You were, uh, Do you remember you saw me and I was just like so flustered the whole time. And I was like, David, I've got a... What, 24-hour exam or something like that? It was awful. So basically, they send you the exam on email at, say, 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And you've got until 10 o'clock the next day to submit it. Yeah. But obviously, in your head, you're thinking, okay, so if this was a normal exam, I'd have two hours. I spent eight hours on this exam because there's no time limit. You just have the whole 24 hours to complete it. You just want to make sure that you're doing it correctly. I remember I sat in a room at work. And I, as soon as I walked into the room, I burst into tears because I was so stressed because I knew that I had 24 hours. And in my mind, I'm thinking I should really use this 24 hours to do it. Yeah. Um, and then luckily my stepmom came in and said, Georgie, you're going to be fine. And yeah, it was awful. But I'm like afterwards, I thought I'm so glad that I've done it. Had a yeah. big glass of wine when I got home. <laughs> so needed. Probably deserved it. Yeah, definitely. Do you prefer this format or literally just two hour exams and then just leave? It's because so- in a way, you th- you would think that, oh, I got all the time in the world to research, investigate, go yeah. to these kind of different websites. By the same time, maybe on the other hand, you're putting more doubt in yourself. Like, 100%. oh my God, like this website tells me this, but this website tells me this. Like, So one of the questions, I honestly, it was open book, luckily, because obviously yeah. what can, they can't tell you that it's not open book if it's 24 hours. So one of the questions... I literally had no idea what it was about. And they're all essay questions. So I obviously did a bit of research. And the struggle is because you have everything at hand to do the research, you feel like you haven't done enough because obviously you've got the internet and everything at access. And then you've submitted the paper and you're like, oh my God, I could have done this and this and this. Whereas in a two hour, you're very much, this is what's in my head. Yeah, I'm just going to write whatever I can. I'm just going to write whatever I can. Whereas when it's the open book, you're like, oh my God, I need to use everything. Yeah everything I've all of the resources in the world to complete this paper and I think the difficulty as well with the 24-hour exam is that it doesn't really take into account people's situations so for example I've obviously been working in lockdown if I was I obviously had to take the day off work I've also got younger siblings that I look after so the whole day meant that everything kind of stopped for all of the people I'd been helping because I literally had to sit down it took me eight hours I was sat down in a room for eight hours and it just, it wasn't very considerate of other people's circumstances. I can see why they did it. Because even if it was a two hour, you can't tell someone it's not an open book when they've they've not been yeah. watched by anyone at uni. But it's done now. It's done. I'm over it. Did you get your results? The 8th of July. Oh, never. But they gave us a no detriment policy. So I know what I'm at and I know that basically that's I'm not going to get below than what I'm at oh so you can only get higher so I can only get higher which is good and like I know that I've passed the year and that's all I really need to know right now so I'm happy with that and then as of September need to work a bit harder (laughs) yeah pretty much um just briefly 
Yeah. How's COVID treating you, basically? It's been the most popular, famous conversation starter for the I last know. couple of months. It's when you see your friends and they're like, so how's lockdown been? And I'm like, probably the same as yours. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, mine's been very different. I work- I think ours has been slightly different. I don't feel like I've been in lockdown, It's because being It's like you said, we both work. We both work for the NHS. We both... Um, we have a little like a structure in our yeah, life. So like, sure. I know I need to wake up the next day at seven o'clock. Yeah. I need to leave, get ready and leave my house by eight. I need to be at work by nine, by five I leave. You and then either. I can prioritize and organize my personal life after five o'clock. And that's from Monday to Friday. And that's literally my life before anyway, lockdown. <laughs> that I was feel. my life last year. So, um, so I feel like my life in lockdown is my summer holidays last year. Yeah. Because last year I literally worked every single day nine till five. I had a massive overdraft to pay off. So I just worked the whole of the overdraft. summer. I don't I want to know what you spend it on. <laughs> I've closed it now. So we're in the clear. But last summer I just worked day in, day out. And in the evenings, I'd, that would be my personal time and the weekends and I'd live the weekends. Yeah. And actually in lockdown, it's kind of been the same for me as it was last summer. So I I don't really feel like it's been that difficult for me. I know people have really struggled with the- Yeah, lots of people struggled. Um, I always thought it would affect more the people that are alone. For sure. Or suffer some kind of mental health illness or something like that. So, so- I, I was pretty convinced. I mean, I'm not a doctor, I'm not qualified, but I was pretty convinced like the depression levels were gonna go. So you know what's so interesting? is I spoke to my GP because I was just feeling so anxious. And I called my GP and I was like, I've struggled with anxiety continuously throughout my life, but I thought at the moment I'm just feeling very on edge. I called them and they said to me, Georgia, you're honestly probably my fifth phone call today about anxiety. And it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. And what she was saying to me was that everybody is struggling so much with the concept of not knowing what's going to happen after lockdown, the transition from coming out of lockdown, the transition from going into lockdown and like the repercussions of that. Um, I mean, the list list things, like when you talk to people, what do you even talk about? And I think it makes people feel quite anxious. And it's interesting what she, how she said it to me saying, you're not the first phone call I've had about this today and you're not going to be the last. So even people that don't have mental health concerns, will I reckon they feel like the pressure slightly like think about people with like eating disorders and things like that like for example if you are in lockdown your mind's going to be thinking about your eating maybe if you have got this problem maybe more so than it did if you're say coming out of it it's a tricky one isn't it it's so difficult it's so difficult on the whole lockdown's been fine (laughs) i mean i'm cool i'm happy i feel fine now at the beginning i struggled but now i feel like i'm active um yeah exactly i'm Going out in a bar, going to parks. Same. You know, keeping... I feel busy. I feel busy. Some people say like there's so much that we can do with our lives. I feel I'm so like, busy. Maybe because we work and that's eight hours of our day. It's so true. Like, it like, is a long period of time. I feel by quite booked time, up as well. Like I try and see my friends and I'm like... Yeah, I by the same time, like Wednesday. on weekends, I always have something to do. Yeah, same. I always... But Whether you it's know meeting what? with friends or doing something with my parents or like going out for walks and runs. That's literally the same as me because I'm also someone that doesn't like doing nothing. So I will always try and stay busy. But at the moment I'm thinking... Like I said to myself, really this busy. Sunday I'm going to just keep it to myself. Just relax, watch should, a movie. Yeah, so I was like, do you know what? I haven't watched the latest Star Wars film. <laughs> really? So I'm like, do you know what I want to watch it? And then all of a sudden I get messages from my friends like, do you want to meet up? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? I'm like... 
Okay, let's go for a bike ride. <laughs> yeah, the bikes. I've been cycling so much. Yeah. But you know what? I, think I just, I don't know if I told you this. I just recently learned how to ride a bike. You're kidding. I never knew how to ride a bike. Since when? Like, when did you learn? I learned two months ago. You're joking yeah. me. And can you ride a bike well? Who taught you? Well, well, a friend. That's so nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I panicked. I haven't touched a bike since I was like four or five. That's insane. And do, people do say that um, once you learn how to ride a bike, the, whatever, whatever your age, you would never forget. And I was like, yeah, but I haven't touched a bike since I was like four or five. That's over 20 years. Yeah, that's insane. And um, yeah. And Did then you really have to half, learn from half, scratch? Half an hour later. Half an, so it took me half an hour. Okay. And then half an hour later, I was learning how to ride a bike. I even recorded and I was like, are you seeing this? Are you no seeing No way. This? I was so excited. I was like, yeah. That's insane. You know what's so weird actually? And then I'm just meeting up with my friends and just like going to the bike house because I got two of my mates, especially one of my mates. His name is Elliot. He's really into bike, riding bikes. Like he's doing 65 kilometers. He's gone to Brighton. Oh, he plans to go like to Brighton. Dad. I don't know. And he loves it. Every weekend he literally goes and, um, so nice. Well, I've been I'm doing scared this. I'm going into the roads. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Roads are a bit scary. It petrifies, especially, especially when, as a driver. Especially, and I think you're really annoying me now. <laughs> especially when they get so close. It's like, look, I wobble a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you're not helping. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to work for you. Yeah. That's a good thing to pick up. It's useful. I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not going to lie. But I don't... Lockdown, good activity. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan, but, you know, now and again when there's nothing to do or like nice weather, one hour bike ride, why not? So, you know what's insane is every evening I go for a walk just as a bit of a... to collect myself before I go to bed because it also tires me out and then I just pass out when I get home. I've been walking like 7 to 10k every evening. Yeah. Which is just mad. Like I never... That's a lot. That's good for your circulation, for your legs. It's really good for you. And at the end, you feel it. It's literally insane. You know what's interesting is I think this was my boyfriend that told me, but he said people who walk live longer. Okay, I'm walking every day. (laughs) (laughs) No, if I reach into if I reach eighty, I'm cool. But there was one time where I went for a run. I did seven, eight kilometers on and off, like one one kilometer, then I stop, then two kilometers, I stop, one kilometer, and I stop, like five minutes, get my composure back. Yeah. Um. My legs never hurt so much in my life. Okay, so I've stopped running because I... Remember we had this conversation where I was so keen to run at like the first month or two. I was like running nearly every day. Now... so bad now for your I, knees. And now I'm literally running once a week on a weekend, Saturdays. So this is the thing. I, and I'm losing interest. I'm not Yeah, it goes like that. Especially when you've done all the scenic routes. It's like, well, I've seen this before. Yeah. But when I... Maybe two years ago, I don't know what I did, but I was running up hills at uni... And my knee just kind of like went. So I was having like physios. And in the end, they said it was something like bruising of my bone. I was literally in pain for two years after this. And now I've realized as much as I enjoy it every now and then, I just cannot run anymore. Because so say I run on a Sunday, I will be limping down the stairs until a Thursday, which is mad. And now I'm just like, it's not even worth it actually. And I'll find my release in other ways like home workouts and things like that what's one thing that you're most looking forward to when all of this is over um, if you had to choose you know what i literally i know what mine is i know what mine is <laughs> i am dying to go on holiday <laughs> like, i knew honest, you were gonna say that. i honestly think about it and it makes me emotional like because oh. we were talking um i had two uh trips booked 
to go to Madrid and to Germany. Both got cancelled. My dad was meant to go to back to where I'm from in -hmm. Spain. Cancelled. And I was so gutted. I'm like, we probably can't travel for like... And I remember you literally came back from Fiji. I know. (laughs) Fiji, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Not London or Bath. (laughs) (laughs) Fiji. (laughs) And um, literally a couple of weeks later, I was locked up. Yeah, it's insane. So I came back. So I went... It tied in with my 21st birthday. And obviously, my boyfriend's living in Australia. So... I flew out to Fiji in January and I came back on the 1st of Feb, I think. So I was gone for about three and a half weeks, a month-ish. And then I was supposed to go out to Australia again in April and we were going to do the Wit Sundays, go up to Cairns, which is on the East Coast. Yeah. And my flights got cancelled and it was going to be a surprise. Gutted. I was gutted. Honestly, I, it literally took me weeks to get over. You see the difference between me and her? I was gutted that I wasn't able to go to Germany. No disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect to uh, Germany or any other German people that might be hearing this. She was gutted because she couldn't go to Cannes. <laughs> the level is so different. But um, yeah, I was gutted because I've never been to Germany. So uh, I don't think I have, you know. I was going to go to Hanover, which is not like the most craziest place. Yeah. But then we were going to rent a car. I was going to go with two of my friends and we were going to go to other local cities around okay, us, so like fun. Bremen and maybe yeah. hopefully Berlin and stuff. So it would have been like a good adventure kind of thing. How was your trip to Fiji? Probably the trip of a lifetime. Really? Like, I, you know, I looked through my camera roll. I think yeah. I showed you this and it you literally goes from pictures. like bright pink, like sunsets to bright blue oceans to yellow sunsets. Had a whole rainbow. Literally the whole thing I'm scrolling through and I'm thinking, I can't believe this is real life. Like all of my pictures look like that. I've put a filter on it. Uh, the best trip ever. So. However, there's one thing that you were not very keen on. Oh my God. I think it is what we're talking about, right? The sharks. <laughs> so. Explain that. So. It's probably loads of people's bucket list too. Yeah, it, I, it I mean, it's defi- not it's not a common thing, but it's a common thing. Does that make sense? Like, loads yeah, of like people, people choose to do it, yeah. and it's the same thing as kind of like doing a skydive. Sky, exactly, and it's literally. the same like um, exhilarating experience. Yeah. So, background info: we went island hopping, and we went to three different islands. We pre-booked it in advance. So, the first island was so the first one was quite like bougie, relaxed. It was like at dinner you get five courses. Um, it was unreal, like a pool, and yeah. then it goes from the pool to the beach, private beach. Um, and then we went from there to a place called Wailele. And this island... Sounds fancy already. I know, <laughs> and this island was called an eco haven. So yeah. they basically, the money that you give to them powers the whole resort. And yeah, like we enough. took a village, uh, like a village trip. We met all of like the locals. It was really nice. And there, because it is a bit more down to earth and bare, it was cheaper to do the diving. So he was, he was like to me, Georgia, like, I'm going to do, I'm going to swim with sharks and you're coming with me. And I was just sat there like, Georgia, I'm not going. I'm honestly, I cannot. This wasn't part of the agreement. I was like, I cannot do that. And I, the whole time I was like, I can't go. I'm not going. I felt physically sick. Yeah. These people came back, this couple came back and he could overhear them saying how amazing the experience was. And he was like, Georgia, I can't believe you're not letting, like, we're not going to do this together, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And in my head, I'm thinking, he's going to call me an absolute pussy if I don't go with him. <laughs> so, right, I'm like preparing myself, feeling yeah. really panicked. And we go down to the place and we're like, okay, we're going to go swim with the sharks. And they're bull sharks. Wow. 
one of the most dangerous sharks. Yeah. And they're like, have you ever dived before? And I'm like, no. And... Did you struggle holding okay, your breath? Okay, so it was the breathing thing. Yeah. And it wasn't even... I wasn't even scared of the sharks. I actually forgot that they were there. It's the breathing. And I felt so claustrophobic. And it's interesting because I spoke to my mum after and she said, I felt the exact same. Like, you feel really heavy in your chest. Yeah. So they took me for literally about a five minute. This is how the tank works. Let's just see how you get on. Swam in the coral for about literally five minutes. Come back up and they're like, right, we're going out now. So I'm thinking, okay, right, here we go. Wow. So we go out into the middle of the sea and they put these, obviously they put the weights on you and you have to go back off the boat. And actually I was really nervous about falling backwards because I didn't like the, the, the thought of, I'm not that great in the sea. Like I'm really not that great about fish in the sea and all that kind of stuff. Like, so I was kind of freaking out about being in the sea in the middle, literally in the middle of the ocean. I'm not going to lie. I've got so much respect for oceans. It scares it's me. It's insane. It's scary. It's like you, one, you don't, one on record, I'm not the greatest simmer, swimmer in the world. Yeah. Okay. And second of all, I just got so much respect. It's like you said, you get so claustrophobic and, and you start to panic. I and, was panicking. And sanity levels go off the roof and, you don't know what's in the freaking ocean. Honestly, I was terrified. Yeah. And the concept of not knowing what's underneath me and I've got this massive tank on me and the whole thing, I was like so flustered. I honestly was welling up on the boat to where we were going. Yeah. I'm thinking, I don't want to do this. And then I thought, Georgia, just snap out of it. Just do it. Like you're here now. You can't back out. So I go back and then they put the put your mask on and all that stuff. Your goggles and stuff. And you go down. We got down to the the bottom of the ocean and it's only what 10 15 meters down it's yeah. not a big dive it's, it's called an easy dive and what's interesting is i got down there i could see the sharks honestly i can't even remember seeing them i remember seeing them but i didn't process the yeah. fact that they were around me and i say to the guy i'm like take me back up i can't do it i'm hyperventilating take me back up and i'm literally there like <gasps> like can't breathe so really? it takes me back up to the top and i just I got to the top and I thought, why have I done that? You were fine. And I'm trying to like, interestingly, they said to me the whole time, it's a mental thing. If you tell yourself you can do it, you can do it. It's like skydiving a bit. Yeah. You I can, mean, I've never you, done it, but I'm assuming once you're at the top and you're about you to drop, you're like, oh, freak. holy crap, holy yeah. crap. So I, I literally get down to the bottom and bear in mind, you have to stagger your way back up because of like the air pressure or the water pressure or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. So I get back up to the top and he's like, let's get back on the boat. And I'm like, no, 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 I want to go back down because I feel like, why have I done that? I just needed to like breathe like actual air. So I go back down again and my boyfriend's got the GoPro down there and he's like loving it. And I'm thinking, you <laughs> God, know, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> God, don't let me down. Yeah, don't literally. embarrass me in front of all these people. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so we get down there and I just, I'm holding on to this guy for dear life because I'm thinking... Oh, you get, go with someone. Yeah, so I had a guy and he had, my boyfriend had a guy. So yeah. you have someone who kind of like goes with you. And I was thinking, Georgia, it's five minutes. So all you've got to get through is five minutes. Wasn't even faced by the fact that there was massive sharks around me eating this bait in front of me. Wow. I was more concerned about the fact that I couldn't breathe. Get back up to the top on the way back. I'm like on the boat and I'm thinking, I can't I just I've made just a fool out of myself. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I just did that. But what's funny is that nobody really noticed it except me because obviously everyone's, there's a few guys down there. So there's, I think there's three or four in front of us and they're feeding the sharks yeah. with bait or whatever it is. And it's literally like bloody fish. And then there's a guard and then it's me, my boyfriend and the two guys looking after us. So there's quite a lot of us down there. And because everyone's doing their own thing, 
No one actually really noticed except the guy that was looking after me that I'd even left and come back down because obviously my boyfriend's like, wow, look at what's around us. Yeah. And I'm there like, can't breathe. Get me out of here. I know. And then afterwards, I felt so proud of myself that I'd actually done it because the whole time I didn't want to do it. Whilst I was there, I didn't want to do it. But afterwards, I thought that was actually quite a cool experience. And now- So you don't regret it? I don't regret it. Maybe just- But it it wasn't the most enjoyable experience, but I feel really lucky that I have done it. And for the price that we paid in other resorts, it was like triple the cost. So actually- a big thing for me, obviously, this Fiji, this Fiji trip was very expensive. So I didn't want to spend my money on something that I didn't want to do. Yeah. And because it was such a low price, we were like, let's just do it. And that's what actually kind of persuaded me along alongside my boyfriend being like, just do it, was the cost. Because I thought I'm not going to get it that cheap anywhere else. Yeah, you don't want for it to go to waste. No, exactly. It was. I think it was something like 120 each. Whereas on other places, it'd be like five, 600 and you need a paddy course. For how many minutes? I feel like we the whole trip probably took an hour and a half. Fair enough. Which, which, we were down there for a good 20 minutes, which is like, I felt like that was enough. And I'm really lucky that we had the GoPro because now I've got the videos to watch it back. Because in the moment, I didn't- You gotta show me. Yeah. I didn't- I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of- It takes a lot of bollocks to do that. I'm not gonna lie. So I told my parents afterwards. Yeah. Because I knew that they would be like, you're not swimming with sharks. (laughs) And I said to them, by the way, I just sound, I literally sent them the pictures and I said, lol, look what I did today. And they were like, what the fuck? Like, can't believe you've done this and didn't even tell us. And they were like, you could have died. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm alive now. Took it like a champ. Yeah. Not scared at all. Yeah, not scared. I didn't hyperventilate, nothing like that. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't run out of the water. No, 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 no. no. Absolute warrior. (laughs) But you know what? I'm so glad that I did it. And I wanted to do a skydive on that trip as well. But I was a little bit concerned about the fact that in Fiji, it might not be the safest place to do a skydive just because of the the level of the provisions that they've got. So I was then going to do it in Australia. But... I don't know why I didn't. I don't think we had the time. Fair but I definitely want to do a skydive at some so point. So all in all, amazing holiday. Amazing holiday. Absolutely. I ate so much, put on so much weight, got really tired. And then lockdown came, it was like, let's go for runs. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and then got so, honestly, you know, what's interesting is I didn't realise how powerful the sun was over there. So on my birthday. You got burnt. So badly. My shoulders were blistering, like, scabs because I was so burnt I, you know I took out fa- factor 15 with me yeah factor 15 are you kidding me in Fiji I should have taken factor like 15 2000 yeah literally <laughs> and, even a buck. and I ran out of 15 I think it was in a day because I was literally having to do layer after layer after layer because it yeah. would just go off like that amazing trip though <laughs> <laughs> all in all <laughs> yeah great time talking about chips do you remember how we started talking we were talking about Positano. Uh, Am I true. right? Yeah. It is true. So I remember, how was it? So yeah, you were working on reception, but you were a bit shy at first. I was a bit shy. You wasn't talking a lot. And then there was, I had to cover reception because my flight got cancelled. Oh my God. In I Naples. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my work gave me the option of either taking it as leave of holidays or making up the two days that you've not come into work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I don't want to lose another two days of holiday. I'll make it up. Yeah. So they told me, look, after five o'clock, I'm sure in reception for like a week or two. How about you do one hour and a half until it closes at 6.30 yeah. and just make up the hours. And it was me and you. Yeah, it's always me and you covering days. for one week. We just randomly started talking. And then so you told me like, how was it? I like, really good. Like, 
do you know I was there like two weeks before yeah. you? I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I went with my boyfriend. I was like, wow. Yeah, I literally, insane. we just started talking. I was like, Naples is beautiful, isn't it? I was like, hell yeah. Well, not, Naples itself. Naples was not that beautiful. I won't yeah. lie to you. Naples was a bit run down, but I think that's also compared to the Amalfi Coast. Yeah, Amalfi Coast even though when we stayed, when our flight got cancelled and we stayed two extra nights mm. in Naples, we actually stayed like on the nice side of Naples next to the poor. The buildings were much nicer and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Because yeah, yeah. where we stayed, originally the first four or five days that we went, we stayed closer to one of the main stations, which then took you to like Positano. They took you to um, Sorrento. And Love that you say that in an accent. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, not even, like I'm not even Italian. Positano. Stuff like that. Um, <laughs> But it was beautiful. And you didn't go. I don't think you did. But I went to Capri. I did go to Capri. You I did, did or you didn't? I did, but I didn't go to Sorrento. So we went to... Oh my God, this trip. You should hear this from my boyfriend's perspective. Why? So <laughs> Before, we were like, let's be savvy. It's going to be really expensive. Because it is expensive it down is there. It is expensive. It's so expensive. Naples itself is not expensive. It's just Sorrento and all like that. Yeah. So we were like, where are we going to stay? Where we have access to all the different towns. Yeah. And we can get around. So we're thinking, let's be savvy. Let's get an Airbnb in the middle of the mall, in the middle of the mountains, basically. Yeah. And you know how the buses come once every three years? <laughs> oh, my. And- Talk about buses. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, we went to Positano. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, my ex-girlfriend was in love with Positano, was one of the main towns she wanted to go. I was like, okay, let's go. And then um, we went to Positano and literally a bus comes every hour. Every hour. And the last bus is at 10 at night. So if you lose that bus, you're fucked. And also the taxis are 120 about- euros yeah, to it's Naples. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Okay. So the bus came. We were in the queue. Yeah. Well, there's no queues, but you were at the yeah, bus stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was not a lot of people. So I thought, okay, it's a normal coach bus. We're going to fit. Five to 10 minutes before the scheduled time of the bus that was meant to arrive, all of a sudden there's 20,000 people. It's so stressful. There's no structure. There's no line. The bus It's part, a free-for-all. It's quite aggressive as well. People the bus, shoving. The bus stopped a few meters away from where we were. Yeah. And we were like, crap. Everybody went in. No we didn't way. get in. And I was like... We need to get this last one. And she was like, oh my fucking life, we're going to get yeah, in yeah, this coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, we better because then we have no way to get back. And yeah. paying 120 to 140 euros I mean, for a taxi, like, come on, that's ridiculous. Uh-uh. Luckily, the bus stopped right in front of us, but it was packed. It was rammed. People were vomiting because you know, say, you know the roads. When you look down, it was a long, like, and look bendy. down. It was so bendy, so curvy. I was fine. I don't really get So what I really struggled with was towards the end of the days, bear in mind, if you go out, if so for example, where our Airbnb is, we'd have to go out from nine in the morning till nine at night. There was no relaxing at the Airbnb. That's what we did. That's what we did. Literally woke up at nine, ten and spent all day. We wouldn't get home until like 11, 12. Exactly. So this whole time we're like going through the day. I mean, when you're normally on holiday, four o'clock, you get into bed. I don't know, have a Fanta Lemon and some Lay's. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just relax. But there's no option for you to... The Coke in Naples tastes delicious. I, I told, think it does, you know. I told all my mates, and they was like, how the hell does Coke taste... Doesn't Coke taste the same everywhere you go? I was like, no. They're made it's with different. different... They're made with different kind of water, and the water from Italy, I don't know what the hell they put in it. It's it unreal. tastes buff. Yeah, it's unreal. I could have drank 20 Cokes in one, in one go. It was delicious. Towards the end of the days, 
I found that I was getting tired and grumpy. There's no chilling. You're walking all day, every day. Like, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. But I remember this once. So when we first got there, we had a bit it of a nightmare. It oozes love. Literally, it's I saw two proposals in Same. But like, oh my God, like, it's such a lovey-dovey place. Like It's very coupley. Like, yeah. I remember going home saying to my parents don't go with your mates like it's not yeah. you could go as a girl's trip but it's it's a it's, it's a more couple, relationship it's a couple's it's a, holiday it's a 100% couple's holiday but Capri for me was one of if not the best destination I've ever been but probably one of the best 24 hours okay. literally the place is amazing Capri was stunning and I would recommend it even though Capri we is very bougie though very bougie so we were like we were walking around and it was like Louis Vuitton Louis Vuitton Gucci, Gucci Dolce Gabbana yeah, Versace and like the coffee shops and everything, people were like very bougie. Did you go to the chocolate shop? Probably not. It was I was just surrounded by lemons all the time. Lemons everywhere. Lemons everywhere. Lemoncello. We lemons went on everywhere. the nicest walk actually. And it was, I don't know what it was, but you could go to like a viewpoint. And it, I honestly wish I could tell you what it was. It was just stunning. The whole place is breathtaking. It's abs- it looks like it's out of a film. Yeah. 100% I would recommend it. Yeah. If anyone hasn't been to... And the Amalfi Coast itself. Would highly recommend. Summer it, though. <laughs> okay, you know, summer and also I would mentally prepare for it not to be a relaxing holiday because I think I struggled with the fact that in my head I'm thinking... I was going to be a couple to relax, but you have to beach, literally... It's a walking, hiking... Wake up early. Yeah, it's not a relaxing holiday. Be prepared to go late to bed every single Unless day. Unless you're really rich and you can, like, hotel hop. So you could stay in a hotel in Positano, Amalfi, Sorrento and Capri and stay in each town for, say, yeah. two nights. That's probably when it's more relaxing. But yeah. I think when you're doing it on a budget, it's definitely quite an intense holiday. The food kind of made up for it, though. Pasta for and days. And gelato, yeah. Can't go wrong, can you? Cannot go wrong. And seafood. I'm not a seafood fan. Okay, next. let's move on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Talk to me a bit about, because um, you said that your boyfriend currently lives in Fiji. Australia. Oh, Australia. Yeah, Australia. This so, is Australia. me and my boyfriend met in for my first year, his second year of uni. Yeah. And we've been together since November of 20, what year are we in now? 20... <laughs> 20. The worst year of our lives. Yeah, let's not talk about it. So last year was 2019. So 2018, November 2018. Yeah, quite a while. Quite a while. But what's interesting is when we first got together, he was always going to do a year abroad. And obviously there came a point where I thought, okay, so we either need to break up. We both said, are we going to break up or are we going to try and make it work whilst he's in Australia for the year? Um and I was obviously like, let's just make it work. I would have beat myself up so much if I didn't even try. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me was, let's just try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Luckily for us, it's worked. It's working in a school out there, which is great because he wants to be a teacher. So he's got loads of experience. And, like, he's literally looked forward to this trip since forever. So the long distance thing. Yeah. How's it working out for you? Took me a long time to get my head around it because I really need... A physical presence. Yeah, I was going to say physical contact. It's just yeah. how, it's just knowing that someone is close by. It's not even being with them all it's, the time. Yeah. It's just like, oh, they're 10 minutes away, yeah, or 20 minutes sure. away. I can easily meet up with them whenever I want. Yeah, it's you have to like change your mindset quite a lot. So it's not even like the sex. It's like, yeah. I just want to hold his hand. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I want to yeah, cuddle. Yeah. I just want a bit of like that person. That's what I think that's what like keeps you strong with someone is that personal contact yeah. and we've had to kind of adapt our relationships so it's very much a communication 
relying trust, on a mobile phone. Yeah, I mean, I literally have an internet boyfriend at the moment. <laughs> but how does it feel? <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, I wouldn't personally sign up for it, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do, really. Yeah. But to be fair, I mean, in lockdown, I'm not the only one with an internet boyfriend. Like, imagine, I mean, for some people, Loads they're like, people. oh, I haven't seen my boyfriend since March. And I'm like, I haven't seen my boyfriend since February. And I've seen him twice in the last And he lives around the, the other side yeah. of the world. Like, So the biggest, I think the biggest thing for a long distance relationship, the biggest advice I would give is you need to trust them. Yeah. If you don't trust them, it's not going to work. So for example, if he went on a night out, I'm not worried about what he's doing. I'm worried that he's going to get home safe. Do you know Aww. what I mean? Like I'm, I trust him so yeah, I think, much yeah, and I, I know that it just wouldn't work because also the time difference. So he goes out when it's my lunchtime. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's difficult adapting to that. And I think when we come home, it might be a little bit weird then thinking, oh my God, we've got basically 24 hours to like every day to just talk. Whereas now I'm very, we're very restricted to a time allocation. Um, but we've definitely got used to it and I would, I'm quite proud of our relationship because um, I don't think many people would be able to do that. I know, for example... On paper, it's not meant to work. It's not meant to work, no. On paper. Like, let's be honest. Realistically, chances are it'll probably not work out because of obvious reasons, like you said. One, the distance. Two, that physical contact that you require. You know, the love yeah. gradually fades away, I suppose, because you're not seeing them, that, per- 100%. that person so much. And then it becomes a question of, you know, oh, the first couple of weeks you start talking to them every day, but then after a certain amount of time, you start talking to them once every two days yeah, and then exactly. once every three days and then it becomes a week and it's like, what's going on? Yeah, what is going on? Um, I'm not I'm not saying it's like that for everyone. You're a clear example. And I've no, and I know a lot of people who are- Who make it work. Who make it work on our own long distance relationship. They see each other every month, every two months and they're, hap- they're happily ever after. Do you know what I mean? You know what though? So- I'm really grateful for the experience because it's taught me a lot about myself. I have learned to not let a relationship take over my life. And I think the distance has really allowed me to put myself first yeah, and do things for myself. And my boyfriend is an added bonus and I know that he'll always be there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's very easy to just be with your partner 24 seven. And actually I'm really grateful that this year has kind he's had his time, but I've also had my time with my friends yeah my family but I know that I've still got a solid relationship and I don't need to worry about us because I can work on myself and he can do his own thing and it just yeah, that's it, very important. it's really it's been really I don't know like it hasn't been easy but I've done it's a I'm, challenge it's right. a challenge and, and I'm grateful clear, for it and you're clearly overcoming it and for sure I think so for example I last saw him in February I was going to go out in April and that was really hard not knowing when I'm next going to see him. So I knew that I was going out in April. I was going as a surprise and his mum arranged it. His mum told him Georgia was supposed to be coming out. And he was like, I don't know how to feel because I'm not excited. Yeah. Because like, you've just told me something and then it's been taken away from me straight away. So I can't. And then when we had that moment, I was a little bit stressed about the fact that I didn't then know when I was going to see him. So we'd gone from February till April, which is what? 12 weeks and I'm thinking that was a long time realistically we're now in the countdown like I think he'll be home in six weeks and for me I'm moving house in three weeks like it's going to be it, for me it's going to go by so quickly I know Who are you for, moving to? Uh, sorry nice yeah. nice area it's nice area so that's really exciting but yeah no now we're in the countdown phase 
we're both definitely struggling at the moment just because it's been so long. I literally haven't seen him for five months. And, you know, obviously doubt always, always creeps in. For sure. Even if you have no reason to doubt about it, even if you have no reason to worry about it, you know, this doubt, you can have your days where, you know, you go to bed and you know, your anxiety kicks in or your 100%. doubts. It's normal, but... I'm glad that we're at the end now. Like, it's pretty really obvious bad. that your relationship is working, so... You're living proof that long-distance relationships it does work. do work. I think it's, it's a challenge, but... I would definitely say not many people could do it because of the trust thing. And I think it's really shown me that I'm a very strong, independent woman. And I I obviously love him and I'm very grateful for him. But it has proven to me that I don't necessarily need someone else for my own growth. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's really shown me to... Yeah, to love develop, yourself. To love uh, myself and develop my own self as well as having someone else there rather than diverting my feelings and like my time and attention in other ways. So I'm I'm really grateful for it, but I'm also, I can't wait for him to come home and obviously we're going to be at uni together next year. So... Winning. Literally, it's unreal. Good things are coming. I hope so. Happy for you, man. Yeah, I'm really happy at the moment, which is nice. And I think I'll be even happier when he comes home. Oh, I know. I'm gonna cry in two seconds. <laughs> nah, literally, um, it's clear and pretty obvious that you love him. I don't know your boyfriend, obviously, but I'm just, obviously he loves you back. And um, keep it going. <laughs> My best advice would be for anyone: just try. Like you'll, you never know until you try with these things. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, that's what I always work. say: try, because you sure. never know. If it doesn't work out, then fine. You've had your fun for a certain amount of Literally, time. Literally, if it doesn't work, you it had your work. fun. You, I know, did stuff together. You explored the world. Whatever. Do you know what Absolutely. I'm trying to say? And then after three, four months, you think, look, this is not going to work. Then fair enough. At least you gave it a go. But don't, don't live with regrets. Do you know 100%. what I mean? You know what? Even at this point, if it suddenly stopped working now, I'd be like, you know what? This year, I've had a sick year. That's what I'm trying to say. A hundred percent. Like I think I've literally learned so much this year, yeah. and I've done so much. I very much want us to stay together and obviously live happily ever after. But I also, I wouldn't have any regret that we'd made it work for a year no. if we broke up. Which I know some people would be like, you wasted a year of my life. And no, just I don't, take I don't it feel as a like year that. of growth. For sure. Learning, experience, beautiful trips. Come on. Yeah. Nobody can envy you. Yeah, exactly. No, it's been a good year. So before we call this a wrap. Go on been talking for quite a while have we i told you from the beginning of the episode like we can talk for days i know you go on and on and um only if you want to talk about this go on don't ask me too many questions okay and how i sort of like know anything like that but i thought it was a very interesting subject okay (laughs) she's so scared you can see her face (laughs) okay um i heard from a little bird yeah okay that apparently you got DM to go to Love Island. Shut up. Is that I true? I literally forgot about this. <laughs> so why, who DM'd you? Um, was it an actual producer or was it an actual... I won't lie, I can't even remember. But it was it was like a DM. But your Instagram account is it's private. So, so I used to have it on public. So then oh. you can't... I know so many of my friends that got DM'd and I, like about multiple different shows. So there was this one that was like... Um, do you want to change your life and become homeless and see how like the other half live kind of thing. And I know about four or five other people that got the same DM. So I wouldn't be surprised if they click on someone, message them, then click on someone else and message them, then click on someone else and message them. And they'll go through people's Instagrams and be like, yeah, they look nice. And then go go from there. 
people were putting it on their Instagram stories, like, lol, just applied for this. Yeah. Because the people were, like, taking the complete piss out of it. Yeah. But you know, a lot of my friends say to me, you would have been so funny. Who? I, yeah, they're all like, you would have been so funny on You're TV. You're hilarious. Like, I have... Don't get me wrong. Like, initially, you might be portrayed as a bit shy and timid and you stuff like I that. You know I get told? Yeah. I'm so much nicer than I thought I'd be. You are so much nicer. Because I come across I'll, quite bitchy, apparently. I would have never thought I would, like, click with you like this so instantly. Like, we can talk for days and... Yeah. I get this a lot. And I've had people come up to me on nights out like... Are oh you bitchy? God. I don't think so. I think I'm just quite straight. <laughs> That's basically to- a yeah, yes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think I'm quite straight to the point, though. Like, I just tell you like what I think you're up front you're straight yeah that's just how it is yeah like you don't be around the bush no not at all and I think I mean that's a good quality I just proved you're not fake I think some people find that quite intimidating especially because I'm just very much like I think you're wrong and people be like whoa you just don't hold back no but I don't really see the point do you regret not going to Love Island no but I think I honestly think it's because my account wasn't on private and I honestly think they message so many people like especially because like I think don't feel like you're part of the gang you're a special person at the time I think I did something for high smile you know that teeth whitening thing and it's because yeah it's because so on Instagram I've got quite I haven't got a lot of followers but I've got like 2,000 followers but it's not like people that I don't know and it's because I've moved house and moved schools so it's do you know what I mean like they kind of like yeah. rack up over the years and it looks like oh she could be maybe like a miniature influencer yeah so I got message about high smile and they gave me a kit for free and it's worth like 50 quid so I was like yeah I'll it's take expensive. that expensive yeah. I was actually contemplating buying one of those because I went through mm, a phase where I wanted to whiten my teeth okay I won't lie to you wasted my time All right, it and also it made them really sensitive yeah really sensitive but I think it was just because I posted stuff like that but did any of your mates go to it or like being oh uh, like, as a contender of going in the show, literally, I don't know, went through certain phases or was just, like, a common, like, you So, interestingly, it. I went on a walk the other night with my friend and she, not Love Island, but we were talking about, like, TV shows and stuff. Yeah. And she was talking about how she's applied for this TV show on BBC about how these couples, and, like, it's not, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, it can be, like, mother and son or uncle and niece or whatever. And they go on this journey and the show give you the money for the flights. And then you just, you can't get on a plane. You have to like hitchhike the whole way. So apparently it was like UK to Singapore. And this Madness. year, last year, it was somewhere like Mexico to Argentina or something. I made that up, but somewhere in South America. And she's applied to go on it this year. So she, like, I think, I think people have applied for stuff on the sly. Like, I don't think, I reckon people have applied for, like, what's that show on Channel 4? The date show. Uh dating the one they go into a restaurant the one they go into the restaurant yeah I can't remember I think loads of people have applied for that yeah in Spain it's such a popular thing or even things like the waitress like you'd apply to like be on it yeah but I don't know anybody who's actually been on it actually yeah I know people that know people fair enough but I don't know anyone in my circle that's been on a show fair enough and actually I don't think I would want to be on a show like when I spoke to my mum about it she was like Georgie you just ruin your if you like career yeah. prospects, everything. All right, that was a good insight. I know. I thank you for opening up. Like you wasn't right. scared about saying it. Um, but yeah, I think we should call it a wrap. Yeah, otherwise we'll be here for hours. Yeah, three-hour episodes of a podcast. People are going to get bored of us. Nobody will listen, but you know. No. Anyway, thank you for coming. Thank, thank you, you for, for being part of this episode. You're very welcome. Really enjoyed this episode. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this episode. 
as always, tell a friend and share the love. More episodes coming soon. Until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>